You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This episode of the Motor City <laughs> Hypnotist Podcast, uh, I'm going to tell you why, not coincidentally, failure is an option. <laughs> and as usual, I'm giving away a bunch of free stuff. Stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? It is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. Uh, we are here for another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Wahoo! Ooh, we're live in the Detroit. Well, you're, we're live if you're on Facebook. If you're yeah. listening to audio later, you missed the live, but thanks for listening. Yep. I appreciate it. Yep. We're here in the podcast Detroit, Detroit Studios and Detroit Shipping Company. <laughs> There's a lot of Detroit. I know. I, 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 I kind of get used to it. It's got a kind of a ring to it. This, I think it's our, what, our third time in here since we moved? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're getting used to the getting used to the new terms. Um, with me is Matt Fox. Hey, uh, yes. you know what? Failure is an option. <laughs> failure is an option. That's the title of today's episode. I'm uh, living up to that today. Uh, so. No, it's not failure. It's just challenge. It's a challenge, Matt. <laughs> we just had a had a had some had some technical no, things we had to take care of. Just, that's all. It's just me being stupid. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> so thanks for checking in, folks. If you're on Facebook or if you're watching on Facebook, give me a shout out. Um, I think we can see that if that happens. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. If you're listening on audio, thank you for checking in and looking up the podcast. Let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you'll find all the cool stuff that you would expect to find, including my podcast page, along with my store and with all of my products. And you, luckily, you might see new show videos within the next two to three months because mm-hmm. I actually have shows scheduled, Matt. They've, people have actually called and booked. Same. So, yeah, because Matt's a DJ, yes. so he knows the gig life. And yes. uh, last year was was a catastrophe, to it say was, the least. It was a struggle. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, right now I have four scheduled with contract signs. So, and, and it's only, we're not even in the middle of March. So, mm. yeah, we'll, we'll see how the season goes. Feeling good, though. Excellent. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that things are starting to come back around slowly but surely. Yeah, and and hopefully things stay on the trajectory of getting better mm-hmm. because I I hate to have all of these booked and then all of a sudden people start pulling out for whatever reason. But we'll see. Let's hope for the best. Uh, failure is an option. That's the that's the title of today's <laughs> episode, and I'll tell you why in a few moments. <laughs> So find me on social media. My Facebook and YouTube are both Motor City Hypnotist, and my Twitter and Instagram are both Motor City Hypno. Excellent. And if you would like to contribute financially to the show, again, very minimal amounts, uh, Patreon is a site that I am on uh, where creators post their creations and people can donate to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get cool stuff like this t-shirt I'm wearing. I'm wearing my Motor City Hypnotist t-shirt today. Rock on. I don't have my coffee mug um i think it's here somewhere but you said coffee in quotations that was good 
Uh oh. Coffee get, makes we, me a mic. There it is. Yeah. I, drank it. <laughs> I, had a little, I had a little delay there. Yeah. So, yeah, I am on Patreon. And as usual, we're giving away a free hypnosis guide and the link for my free hypnosis for confidence download. Mm-hmm. And keep on a lookout within the next, my, my data set. It's just a matter of if I get all my stuff together. Uh, my, my online course should be the, the, the live masterclass for that course should be coming out within the next two to three weeks. Excellent. It's on the calendar. I have some, some um, talking about things to get done. There are a lot of moving parts when you have a, a course and a webinar and the times and connecting all of that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you like jigsaw puzzles, you'd love this. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. There's a lot of moving parts, but keep on, keep a lookout for that. And, and the important thing is if you're listening to the podcast, um, wh- wherever it is, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, um, if you could subscribe, that would be very helpful. Probably the most helpful thing you could do and leave a review because the more reviews I get, the more people want to listen and, mm-hmm. The more reviews I get, then go. the more people want to listen. And I could just say that for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Wouldn't be a very good podcast, but hey, you know. <laughs> to each his own. To each so own. yeah, so everybody, wherever you're at. Um, and, and also another favor you could do, in addition to to um, subscribing to the show and leaving a review, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this guy who does a podcast. Give him a listen. Yeah. That, that would help as well. That would be greatly appreciated. Excellent. It's time. That's how winning is done. So this is an interesting one. Um, As you guys, for anybody who's listened for any, any length of time knows that a lot of our winners of the week, for some reason, focus on animals because I'm an animal lover and you know, they're, they're, Usually, really good stories. So this this is another animal story, but but we're going to back up, and I'm going to I'm going to intro it by saying the winners of the week are the Wall Street bets traders. Hmm. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the Wall Street bets traders, there's it's this Reddit subgroup that I'm actually a part of. I actually ju- jumped into that group just to see what the, all the you know the fuss was about. Right. Um, so long story short, these Wall Street bets traders. It's a subreddit group that is. Pumping up stocks like GameStop, AMC, oh, here we go BlackBerry, again. yeah, some of those. And and I will say, before I, before these before these groups started getting going in the last year, I already had AMC stock, mm. not a lot. I I mean minimal sixty eighty shares, something like that. So I was like, oh good, I'm glad I helped. I mean, at that point, you just have to hold on to them because you know if it goes to zero, you've got what whatever, right. yeah, yeah, and and that's. We're not. This is not an investment show, so please don't take this as investment advice. Can it go below zero? <clears throat> um, no, I don't think so. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get to zero, you're you're out of your money. That's mm-hmm. it. So again, not an investment show, and I don't give investment advice, which is <laughs> a disclaimer because we're going to talk about just a little bit about this. But um, yeah, getting if you, the the whole idea of getting rich quick in the stock market don't don't fall for it. Too many people have lost money, and, and even though I appreciate what these Wall Street bets guys are doing, mm-hmm. that there's a risk there. So I'm I'm not promoting or encouraging that. You do the research on your own, make your own decision. Yep. So long street short, or long story short, <laughs> I was reading street on my on my thing here. The Wall Street bets community. They're all it's a it's a big sub subreddit on forums. They're all communicating with each other. They donated a combined three hundred thousand dollars 
on endangered wildlife conservation. Hmm. Um, the snowballing philanthropy started when members suggested they ceremonially adopt a gorilla through the Diane Fossey Gorilla Fund, which operates in the Virunga Mountains of the Eastern Democratic Republic of the Congo hmm. and Rwanda. Um, further adoption ideas spawned from the gorilla initiative as Redditors began posting images of their receipts from contributing to various wildlife programs, including snow leopards, manatees, warthogs, and bonobos. 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 Do you know what a bonobo is? I haven't the slightest clue. I I don't either. It's B-O-N-O-B-O-S. Bonobos. Bonobos. And I, I will have to look that up because I don't know what that is. Huh. So by the time the contributions had reached 300,000 on gorillas, even CNBC had a featured story about their charitable act. So the, the original idea that they come up with this, this group, they call themselves apes because they're, they're the whole, it's like a moniker for this group of subredditors, these, these Wall Street traders, because they, um, it's kind of attributed to this wild button pressing and mob rule of just, buying these stocks up you know um so they call themselves apes together because they all pitch in and, and try to take down these hedge funds so yeah but but in addition to doing that beside the point that you could you can look into that part of it but but the fact that they donated three hundred thousand dollars of, mm-hmm. of their earned money to wildlife conservation and adopted a gorilla so that's wow. it's, it's just a cool thing that is actually pretty cool it's, i mean it's, it's one thing to, to take down the hedge funds but it's another to say hey we're going to also donate to charity right? because that's a cool thing to do. Wow. Yeah. So Good for uh, them. Wall Street bets traders. Is, I, and I'm part of that group. And I, I didn't, I kind of missed that conversation along the way because I don't, <laughs> it's not like I visit it every day, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's why they're our winner of the week. It, you would probably have a gorilla by now. I, I might. <laughs> that's how winning is done. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic in that group. And and while we're speaking about that, because, again, I've jumped in and out just to kind of get a feel of the conversation and kind of what their kind of approach is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, by by no means am I a savvy investor. I have my, my base investments that I put into my 401k and my retirement. And, sure. And then I have just like this very small fund that I kind of it's, – I, I, it's kind of my – I don't want to call it my play money because, of course, I don't want to lose it. But it, it's – if I lose it, it's not the end of the world. Right. So I can kind of learn to trade different types of things. Mm-hmm. So when I started reading into them and, and I couldn't figure out that one thing is that, that they all – during the conversations, it's constantly, come on, apes, keep it moving. Come on, apes, let's <laughs> knock them down. It's just like this this group mentality like we're just going to take these guys down. Just wow. keep buying, keep buying, keep buying. And they do. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic. It's- um I don't know. Trying to topple. It reminds me of a movie, uh, Monty Python little uh, skit with the pirate <laughs> ship coming in and to, into New York, yeah. the big skyscrapers. And then they were like pirates and they were beating up on all the uh, all the businessmen. Oh. I'm not sure if you remember that or not. I, vaguely. I, I saw a lot of Monty Python. I don't know if I remember that one or not. It was, it was like a little excerpt, like the beginning of uh, the Holy Grail, I think. It's just the little things that they do before the actual right. movie. Right. Yeah. Before the, yeah, like, yeah. like this little intro thing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, folks, our show today is called Failure is an Option. Now, I, I know you've probably heard the statement, and, and I'll tell you where it comes from. Uh, failure is not an option. 
that that's kind of a famous quote that that has kind of been moving around and and it's generally attributed to another th- another item that's come up in n- numerous parts of our podcast it's mm. a movie okay and it's a space movie having to do a space okay and a <laughs> failed mission and was it uh, getting mission- the astronauts back uh, gee, uh, uh, in, Apollo, in the Apollo program, Apollo 13, was it? <laughs> yeah. So it's Apollo 13. <laughs> uh, Dave, we have a problem. We do. Yes. What's the problem? We have the problem. <laughs> yes, Dave, we have a problem. So, um, so if, if you guys know, long story short, Gene Krantz was the flight director. Mm-hmm. And during this whole thing of trying to get them back, one of his famous statements was failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. He says, we're not losing these men in space. Failure is not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's kind of generally attributed there. I'm sure someone else has said that in, in a lot of, a lot of, you know, your, your type A's or your, your business people might, might have that same kind of approach. Failure is not an option. Succeed no matter what. Right. Now I'm going to say something. Failure is an option because some of the most successful people in the world have failed at something. Oh, absolutely. Or they failed in their journey to get to where they're at. Right. John Benjamin wrote a book in 2018, and I'm going to read a quote from that. Excuse me. It's an assertion that failure is an option and even at times a viable prescription for a better life, despite its longstanding stigmatization. Now, I know that that's kind of a convoluted statement there, but really what he's saying is failure is an option and a lot of times preferred because it, it... gives you a better life in some way right because you okay so for for when i hear failure is not an option mm-hmm. it, it 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 is not an option but it still is but if you learn from your mistake mm-hmm. you'll be able to overcome that failure in the future absolutely right so yep. if you might want to try the same exact thing but you have to tweak it and we talk about tweaking things just a little yeah, bit. yeah absolutely um and that might help get you over that failure hump Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Or, or, or it's just like, <clears throat> it's just like if you're working on something and you work on it and it's mm-hmm. just difficult and, and you struggle with it and by, and, and eventually you get it, mm-hmm. but, but it takes a lot of effort to get there. And, and when you, when you put that effort in, it's much more rewarding. Right. So let's talk about your shows. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you get up in front of a hundred to 300 people, mm-hmm. right? And you need to grab their attention right then yep. and there. Are you going to succeed every single time? Oh, no. There, there are shows where I've just bombed. Oh, yeah. It's like comedians. <laughs> right. Like, we'll, we'll go back to comedians. I mean, yeah, I, I do stage shows, and sometimes it's in front of, you know, 50 people. Sometimes it's 2,000. Mm-hmm. So it, it varies quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are times when it's, it's – and, and when I say I bombed, I'm not – I don't know if I've – I haven't, like, totally left the stage. But there are shows where – You can tell. You can feel it. I can just feel it that, it, that the audience is not responding. They're not laughing as much. The volunteers are, are – <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I, I distinctly remember one of the fairs I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my son went with me because I kind of he's kind of my assistant for right. the week because he was running my camera to ah. video all the shows. How old was he when he did this? Oh, this was like it wasn't last year because of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. the year before, so at the time he was sixteen. Okay, so he was he was just helping me carry gear and set things up and and do all that kind of stuff. So, and it was two shows a day for <clears throat> for six days in a row, Monday through Saturday. Wow, that's a lot of shows. Um, you know, one in one in the afternoon at like three, and another one at like seven or eight. 
So pretty much it depends on how many people are at the fair at the time and how many people come to your specific stage. Because as I'm doing my show, there's still the other things in the fair going on. Yeah. So the carousel's you got to attract, yeah, yeah you got to attract people to it. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, the the three acts they had they had a they had an animal sanctuary guy they had the axe women of Maine or oh, something okay they're axe like they're axe throwers and okay. do things like loggers I don't know like, if he'd want to date them or uh, they were they were set up right next to me and then my stage was was them but so the, those shows would alternate time so that there was constantly a show going on but you you weren't at the same performing time. at the same time to take away from each that's other that's fair yeah that's fair. So long story short, all the shows went great except for this. And it might have been like a Thursday afternoon show. You were wrapping up. You were pretty much finishing up the week at that point. Yeah. I mean, right? we'd already been there for a few days. It was kind of, I'm not saying it was routine, but, but we're, we're in the rhythm of things. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that afternoon show, not a lot of people showed up for one. So it was ah. a scarce audience. It was like pulling teeth to get people to volunteer. Mm-hmm. When all was said and done, I think I ended up with five people on stage. Wow. And it just was – it was an okay show. Mm-hmm. People had fun. I had a couple of good subjects. But long, I was getting back to what my son's – because I brought up my son because mm-hmm. uh, after after shutting the camera down and bringing it up after the show ended, mm-hmm. he just looked at me and he's like, yee. <laughs> Even at 16, those he's you, like, yeah, dad. <laughs> those of you who can't see or, or just hearing the audio, just yeah. picture me making this strained face and going, yeah. yeah. I said, hey, it happens. It happens. So, yeah, you're right, Matt. Sometimes, yeah, it, and everything can't be a home run. And I, I'm in the same boat as yeah. a performer. Yeah, as an yeah, because you're a DJ, you know. Yeah. So there there have been weddings that, you know, and it's more of more, it's not just the the presentation it's the music mm-hmm. and there have been wedding receptions where the music just wasn't on par for the crowd uh, and because i may have thought of something you know may have thought they'd like this and i would change it up so i was playing 80s and i'm like you know what not getting a reaction let me go to the 60s sure okay i got a little bit of reaction let me try to get it back to the 80s but then they ended up going back away uh, so you know, it was just this up and down yep. m- music for the night. That to me, that's a failure because people were not engaging the dance floor. Right. right? Yeah. You, you just tell they weren't excited. Right. Yeah. So I learned from that mistake in my second year of DJing <laughs> never uh-huh. to do that song or song right again or, or do it quite that in right. order or, or something. Correct. Yes. Yes. Or that early in the <clears throat> evening. <laughs> So I'm going to go back to John Benjamin because yes, he, he has another quote right after that. He said, failure can be incredibly freeing and and an end in itself, not just the necessary step on the road to success. Hmm. So so he's saying it, it can be freeing. So sometimes – and we're going to get into this and, I, and, and I'm leading to something with this as far as being able to fail. <clears throat> And one of the biggest things is that some people suffer from perfectionism. Yeah. And perfectionism is a refusal refusal to accept any standard short of perfection, hmm. which of course we know is impossible. Correct. And and people can tell me when I see clients in the office, they often tell me, I know I can't be perfect, but but I still think I should be. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just that disconnect in thinking that that and, and and if you know, let's let's face it, if you're a perfectionist, you're never going to be perfect. You're always going to end up failing. Mm-hmm. In your mind, you're always going to be the failure. 
That's like the overly analytical person that's, uh, that mm-hmm. you know, because they're always thinking and they think even deeper and deeper, which is great. But then they start to make that the habit of perfection. Oh, yeah. And it just in the analytical side just goes deeper. And you're like, OK, you can stop and take a step back and breathe for a second. <laughs> no, no, don't shut me up. Honestly. They might say that. Yes. yes. <laughs> or, or they could yell. I don't know what <laughs> Oh my goodness. So of course, perfection is is a nice it's a nice thing to aspire to, but we know that's never going to be the result. You're you're never going to be perfect. Um so I, I want to go back one step and and talk actually we're gonna get into that later. Let's go into the perfectionist, because that's yes. what that's right where we, we started to go. So so go I'm it. gonna I'm gonna ask you a few questions and we're gonna look at them objectively to find out if you're a perfectionist. If if my listener, you the person listening, do you classify yourself as a perfectionist? And those of you who are perfectionists will probably say, Well, no, I'm not, because I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you like, met me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very important. Uh, of course. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Oh, there it is. There it is. At uh, least once a show. At least. At least once a show. Oh. <laughs> See, that's perfection right there. That is. That is perfection. <laughs> we, we perfected that one, Matt. So the first thing is <clears throat> all or nothing thinking. Hmm. And when I say all or nothing thinking, I'm going to just kind of read a short definition Perfectionists, like high achievers, tend to set high goals and work hard toward them. Um, A high achiever can be satisfied with doing a great job and achieving excellence, even if their very high goals aren't completely met. Hmm. Perfectionists will accept nothing less than perfection. Almost perfect is a failure. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's... It's an all or nothing thinking. If, 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 let's say that you have a huge project and you finish 99% of it, you failed rather than saying, man, wow, I, finished- I did a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and giving yourself that credit to be able to say, I accomplished a lot, even though I didn't get everything done I wanted to. I made really good, a really good progress, a mm-hmm. really good achievement with this. So yeah, having, being, all or nothing thinking it it doesn't have to be all or nothing see for, okay for me yeah. it is all or nothing sometimes mm-hmm. because when you start something you have to finish it right right it, it, and if you get it to 100% completion fantastic but if you start something at least finish it right it doesn't matter how long it takes just well, finish and we're going to get into that a little bit later and and I'll foreshadow a little bit because okay. that is also an issue because if you finish something just for the sake of finishing it mm-hmm. because you think it needs to be finished, it's probably not going to be done correctly or totally at huh. the highest quality. Right. Fair. So we'll, we'll get to that though. Yeah. So the first one is, of course, as I just said, all or nothing thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, are you highly critical? Perfectionists are more critical of themselves than and others than high achievers. Now there's a, there's a discrepancy here between perfectionists and high achievers, and we're making this this separation, this discrepancy here. Um, while high achievers take pride in their accomplishments and tend to be supportive of others, perfectionists tend to spot mistakes and imperfections. They hone in on imperfections and have trouble seeing anything else. 
They're more judge. They're more judgmental and hard on themselves and on others when failure does occur. Hmm. So it's that that harsh boss at work that's never happy, right? No matter what you do or how you do it. Um, the 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 person who is always critical of of any kind of work or any anything that you say or do. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they could be critical just because they're idi- they're idiots, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, have a brain like a chicken. <laughs> but if somebody was highly critical and they're very judgmental and they're always looking at the imperfections and things that are wrong, mm-hmm. you're probably lean into that perfectionist category. Huh. Um, are you pushed by fear? So high achievers, which is what the ideal would be, tend to be pulled toward their goals and by a desire to achieve them. Mm-hmm. They're typically happy and any steps in that direction are fulfilling to them. Perfectionists, on the other hand, they tend to be pushed toward their goals by fear of not reaching them and seeing anything less than a perfectly met goal as a failure. Interesting. So again, it's the whole concept of I, I'm, I'm pushed by fear of not achieving this goal. I, I feel compelled. I feel forced to do it. Whereas a high achiever it's it's about their desire. They want to achieve it, and they and they they're putting their effort into it, and they're happy if they get good results. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be everything or perfect. Wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. Another one: unrealistic standards. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's. I ain't listening to you no more. No, it's true. Unrealistic yeah. standards. When a, when a perfectionist's goals aren't always even reasonable, that that's the other problem. Yeah, a perfectionist has perfection. It, it's they're not reasonable goals. Um, while high achievers can set their goals high, um, perfectionists set goals that are way out of reach. They're mm-hmm. always shooting for the farthest thing away and expecting that that is what they need to succeed or or to be. That's that's their set. That's their vision of their per- perfection. They hmm. have to get to that. They're not very smart goals no no they're not smart (laughs) and all of the all of you guys out there know smart goals i hope you do if you've specific measurable attainable attainable, timely yep um yeah we hit them all yeah right Um, realistic and time well and the realistic was is the funny one because and i made this joke i think it was a couple podcasts ago i mean if i get called tomorrow to perform brain surgery go for it i i I mean i it would be silly (laughs) i mean it's a silly thing but it's not realistic. I, I, I'd be like, no. I, I mean, there's, I, I, I couldn't even try. What in blazes are you talking about? I don't know. It's crazy. Well, I'll it's do crazy. it. He's gonna look like well, yeah. Quasimodo I mean, afterwards, <laughs> but I'll do it. <laughs> He'll look like my dog when he's done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask how your puppy was. Oh, doing. he's great. He got his cone off today. Finally, did he? The cone yeah, of shame the, has the been. The cone of shame has been removed. All right. Uh, for for those of you who don't know from past episodes, my dog had a he had a growth on his eyelid that they had to surgically remove. Yeah. And this would have been, this was three, yes, Thursday, which was yesterday, was three weeks in the car. Oh, that poor, that yeah. poor guy. <laughs> a little over three weeks. It was like three weeks and two days because he had surgery on a Tuesday. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, he's, uh, the thing is he got so used to the cone. Right. That I, I. And my wife laughs at me. She goes, you know, you have more problems with these things than the dog does. He doesn't care. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And uh, she'll say, he's not worried about it. You are. Because I said, he's going to feel really weird after having that cone on for three weeks and then it's gone. Like, like the, the part of him's missing. Was he, was he making wider turns around? <laughs> oh no, on he the learned. Yes. He learned like, 
because because of course you know the dogs have their habits, but no, he 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 learned to to navigate through the house and not hit anything, and he learned right. to go up and down the stairs without hitting the cone and falling right. over. Learned, you know. learned how to eat. By he learned how to eat by, by by vacuuming. Yeah, putting the cone <laughs> over like a vacuum to get his face in the bowl. Yeah, love it. Yeah, he did all those things. So he's a perfectionist. Well, sometimes, yeah, he could be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when he wants to be, you know, the other weird thing about that surgery and now it's way off topic, but um, <laughs> my dog has never had gas, Uh oh! but when he came home from that surgery for the first couple of days, it was, uh, I thought, I thought he took a dump in the house. Oh, geez. It, it was that bad. It's quite pungent. It stings the nostrils. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And we wow. kept saying, who, we kept saying, is he doing that? And I'm like, it must be, it must be a system. Is well, messed of course up, it's but, the dog. It's but always anyway, yeah, the dog. Yeah. Pippin is back. He's back to almost normal. His eye is pretty much healed up, and the cone is off. So cool. He Good. can be. He can be perfect. He can shoot for perfection now. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Yes. So let's go on, the, on to the next item. Focused on results. Ooh. So, results. So okay. High achievers can enjoy the process of chasing a goal, as well as meeting the goals of that goal, mm. or meet, meeting the 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 standards of that goal. Perfectionist see the goal and nothing else. Right. So the chase to them is a necessary evil. Their whole focus is the end goal. Now think about this. It, it It's kind of like not enjoying the journey of achieving something. Ah. It, it's like you're missing out on the steps in between that you could learn and push yourself and, and, and get that reward from. Mm-hmm. So the journey uh, – so we say the journey is sometimes much better than the destination. Right. Because you, you are learning along mm-hmm. the way. You're learning how to fail along the way Absolutely. in that journey and you're tweaking yep. it and making changes to make it to get to that end point and then pat yourself on the back. And, and the other thing that happens is if you're not if you're not enjoying the steps of the journey, it, it's it's just this this drive just to get to the end no matter right. what. And, and that that causes stress and anxiety and, and self-defeat. Uh, and that, that's yeah. And, that, and that's what perfectionists do. They they the. The, the result is the ultimate goal and what happens in between doesn't matter. So wow. folks, we are going to come back with failure is not an option. Part two, failure is an option. I even see, I even said it wrong. That's how ingrained into our fail. heads it is. Fail. So <laughs> failure is an option. Part two, we're going to cover that next episode. I'm going to finish our descriptions that, that will, will kind of determine if you're a perfectionist or not. Um, apparently I'm not, uh, because I would be doing things. It's funny. I'm on a couple of podcast groups online and they talk about editing and I'm mm-hmm. like, editing, what do you, you don't do it live. I'm like, where is it? There he is. <laughs> do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing. Sucks. And I'm like, edit. I'm like, who cares? I mean, right. why, why I mean, just get it out there. Um, so yeah, definitely. If I were a perfectionist, you, you would, you would, this show would be a lot different. I'll say that. That's for sure. Uh, those uh, watching on Facebook Live, don't go anywhere. Yep, we'll be right back. For those of you on Facebook Live, though, those of you listening on audio, uh, just let it roll to the next episode if it's there yet. If not, come watch it on. Come back and watch it on my Facebook Live. It'll still be on Facebook. Yeah. You can watch it. The It'll audio. Be on your watch page. the video. Yeah. yeah, you can see the thing in action. You got it. All right, folks. Change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.